Welcome back to Chop for Time. My name's Devin, and I'm here in the room with Ben and Kelly. Um, we're not on video today. We just had some technical difficulties beyond our ability to control. We're looking better than we've ever looked yeah. before right now. <laughs> but so we want to say thank you for joining us, and we hope that uh, you are getting as much out of this as, as we are. We're actually such a blessing for us to be able to share God's Word every week. So we're going to continue to take a look at um, Hebrews, as we uh, yesterday dealt with that. So before that we're going to open up with the word of prayer and i'm going to ask kelly to open us up father god we love you so much god thank you for another chance to just join my brothers here and, and just talking about you god and dividing your word lord and just talking about some other things from the message god that uh, ben didn't have a chance to get to lord we thank you for this time god we pray that anyone listening to this may be blessed by it, god and maybe even challenged and uh, just spurred on lord to uh, to a closer relationship with you it's in jesus name amen Amen. So um, once again, for our listeners out there, if you've been blessed, if you've been encouraged, if you've been lifted up by this, we just ask that you would hit that like and subscribe button that would get it out to even more people. So um, looking back at yesterday's message, Living Well, mm-hmm. and uh, just appreciate that you're continuing to take us through the book of Hebrews, exciting study. Could you give um, our listeners a recap of what you preached on yesterday? Yeah, Living Well for a Living God. Mm. Uh, we saw... That's you know, Hebrews 9, read passage 11 through 14, uh, concentrated on 13 and 14, basically. But really, through the blood of Jesus Christ, you know, he cleanses us. You know, he cleanses our conscience, purifies our conscience from dead works so that we may serve a living God. Hmm. And we touched briefly, and I think we're, we're going to, touch a little bit more in depth here in just a few minutes on this purifying our conscience. It's such a massive biblical theme. Uh, and really, you know, we talked about Paul briefly in front of Agrippa yesterday. We read out of 1 Timothy chapter 1, verses 18 and 19, where Paul was encouraging Timothy, um, you know, to keep his conscience pure, to keep it clear and clean, but to do so by anchoring it in his faith and not becoming shipwrecked like mm. some others had. So we, we laid that foundation, and then we asked the question of, what does it mean to live well for a living God? Um, and then we took some time. I presented four what we called biblical markers of living well. What do we see biblically that could give us an indication that we are actually living well for a living God? And we based that all on Romans chapter 12, you know, right. verses 1 and 2, 1 primarily, you know, just offering ourselves as a living sacrifice to God for this is your reasonable service. Uh, that whole life d- discipleship and whole life sacrifice is not some elite status in our faith. It's foundational Christianity, yes. which should be mind-blowing to us to be honest with you. I mean, if you're looking and you're saying, okay, what's the entry point to this thing? Giving your whole life. That's the foundation. That's the entry point. It's not not some kind of radical John the Baptist, wild locust and honey type thing. You know, it's like wondering. Yeah. It's like, this is, this is entry level Christianity here. Amen. Uh, The biblical markers were to make sure uh, that we had the right information 
We mm-hmm. looked at Gideon, where God was speaking over him as he was a mighty man of valor, and Gideon was trying to convince God he was everything but right. that. Uh, the right uh, location, we looked at uh, Elijah to Brook Cherith. You know, God provided for him there until he didn't. You know, God provided and sustained him until God didn't. Yeah. And the brook dried up, the food stopped, and God's blessing and his uh, sustenance was still available in Elijah's life. It was just at a different location. Yes. And how important it is for us to serve well a living God, we have to be at the right location. Talk about Moses and his refusal to move if the presence of God didn't go with him. Even if it was in a place that Moses really didn't want to be, he was making the statement that if you're not there, I'm not going. Even if it even if it looks good, you know, maybe sounds good, feels good. If you're not there, I'm not going. Amen. Um, you know, the right focus uh, made sure that you know we're we're looking at the right thing. We're focusing in on the right thing. And we talked about Job, you know, towards the end in chapter 42, Job shifts his focus from what's happened to him and turns his focus externally on and on to others, more of a kingdom type mindset of serving and helping others. And that, that kind of shifted uh, his perspective, uh, even though that, I mean, the dude lost everything, but there, there was a there was a shift in his perception of what he was going through. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's massive in our lives to be focused on the right thing. And then we wrapped it up with the right atmosphere mm-hmm. about and basically boiling it down to a summation statement is that regardless of where we find ourselves, we still have a reason to praise. Mm-hmm. We looked at King Saul when David played the harp. We looked at Paul and Silas. We looked at David. Uh, you know, we just looked at all of these situations to where, um, you know, they were they were there. It was very valid. It was very real. Mm. But even in the worst situation, still had a reason to praise. And I, as Isaiah says, charging us to take off, lay aside the garment of heaviness, and put on the garment of praise. Yes. So that that's that's kind of the the reader's digest version of the message from yesterday well awesome and we just uh one thing i appreciate is the practicalness of the message and dealing with these things you know it's something we can do we can focus on hey i can focus on having the right focus Mm -hmm. or being where god wants me to be or having the right information of what god says not yeah. Me or praise. So those are wonderful things that we shared. Now, if I was to ask you a question, and I know while preparing your message, what did Holy Spirit speak to you, kind of stood out for you while you were preparing your message? A, a lot of the what we're going to be talking about, you know, is mm-hmm. a, a lot of the conscious okay. um, ideas and concepts. And most of that wound up getting chopped for time just because of the sheer reason that there is such um, so much material and so many references to our conscience yes. in Scripture. Uh, and knowing that the writer had kind of come to a little bit of a climax statement there of saying that, you know, we're, we're laying aside, we're cleansing our conscience from dead works mm. um, so that we can serve the living God. So I knew we needed to get to that practicality Right. And the application of, okay, so what are some of the things I can do? It's great that you're telling me that I need to have a, a pure conscience, a clean conscience, and that I need to serve 
well a living God? How do I do that? Mm. So knowing that consciousness really needs to be its own study in and of itself. Amen. There was only so far I really could drill down on that. Even even with throwing out the concept of being a little bit more concise with the time. I mean, okay, so we're t- I'm typically a 30, 35-minute kind of guy right. in my message. Even if I'm extending that to 45 minutes, which no one here has an issue with, for the most what? part. For the most part. Except <laughs> um, for Devin. It's, 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 according, it's according to how focused in I'm You're not stay. done by 11.55, brother. <laughs> yeah, it's like Baptist beat us to trace our bonus. We can't have that. No. Um, but, you know, I mean, even, even in a 45-minute window, an hour window, I'm not going to be able to drill down uh, really sufficiently on what the Bible says about our conscience. We're going to have to do a whole series of Yeah, it's, it's going to have to be an entire study. Amen. It's not a one-off time. Amen. Awesome. Well, uh, Kelly, what about you? As you were listening yesterday, as the Holy Spirit was speaking to you, what stood out for you, brother? Yeah, the right focus, number three, and his takeaway is kind of the application of what to do with this message. Uh, I love that idea, you know, the right focus. It's so easy for us to focus on our problem or our situation that we're in or, or the hurt that we're going through and to take our eyes off of God, you know. And, and when we do that, Man, it just, there's nothing good that comes from it. Mm. You know what I mean? We're not living well for God. We're just, we're in depression. We're in anxiety, all these things. But no matter what we're going through, if we continue to keep our focus on God, man, you know what? I'm not as worried about this, this, that, and the other thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Um, My focus is on God. It's like, I can get through anything if I can keep my focus on God. And that's, that's a huge piece of this, I think. And so that's really what stood out to me. Awesome. Awesome. And for myself, I... You know, I'm going to go back to the major theme that we talked about when Romans 12, 1, um, being all in, you know, a living sacrifice, but all in kind of stood out to me. It's so easy. The world or our sinful nature um, continues to try to entrap us with mm-hmm. small areas. You know, you, small things lead to bigger things, right? Small sins lead to big sins. Yeah. And so, you know, it, the the call that you just talked about, the disciples, they were all in, you know, they had to forsake everything and leave him and follow him. Um, that is a continuous thing. You know, I love, Ben, you were talking about uh, not la- this preaching, but, be, you know, it had a, it, there was one of the, we call the middle tense Hebrew words. It, it has a starting process and then a continuous, you know, event. And I just love that, you know, in this part of the process, when we're talking about being a living sacrifice, there's the initial, hey, I'm surrendering to Christ. Mm-hmm. But you know what? There's the ongoing, I'm surrendering to Christ right. daily. And it stood out to me because, you know, hey, I get wrapped up, man. I get things in the world start to, and I have to realize God has called me once again to separate myself, not to love the things in the world, but to love him and, and what he says. So that kind of stood out to me. It's been mm-hmm. kind of echoing in my mind. Um, so let's go on to talk about what we're taught for time, conscience. Mm-hmm. And uh, first of all, Ben, if I was asking, you know, what's, what is the conscience? And, you know, I, I just think I want to throw this out there as part of a double question. How does the Holy Spirit, how does the conscience differ from the Holy Spirit? So I think that if I were to use like one word or a simplified term, saying what is the conscience, I, I think I would say it was your heart. What leads you? What, what guides you? What is that internal compass that kind of you use as a barometer in your life? And let's, let's be honest. I mean, all of us, believer, unbeliever, uh, Christ follower, non, 
atheist, you know, Buddhist, whatever. I mean, insert any type of belief system or no belief system here. There is a moral compass inside of each and every one of them. Mm-hmm. Now, those look can look very differently yeah. in from person to person, but it still exists. Like at the very core of who we are, there is a level of consciousness or a moral, um, you know, kind of ethic. This moral comfort, you know, compass type thing that that we focus. Like, okay, this defines, or this is a characteristic of a good person, or when I do something good, and that that can be completely separated from faith, uh, any faith. You know, but in particular, the Christian faith. I mean, you there's a lot of people who don't believe in Christ mm. that do good things. That's right. That are led by a filio kind of love, this philanthropy, this just doing good mm-hmm. for mankind. The conscience. Right. That's our conscience. Mm. Okay, that's that moral compass. And one of the things that we have to recognize is that's not something that we can fabricate. Right. That's not something that we can muster up mm-hmm. on our own. That's got to come from a greater source, regardless of what you believe that greater source to be or not to be. That is something that is beyond our ability to to fabricate, to compile, to uh, you know, just put this together. Right. It comes from a greater source. So I'm thinking if 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 I'm saying what is a conscience, it's it's that inward that internal moral guide that compass that that heart of who you are the very center of your being type thing i love those words moral compass so um what is the difference between holy spirit and conscience holy spirit points us towards christ and that's i mean again that's part of the trinitarian belief it's part of the christian belief that not only is the holy spirit going to point our consciousness because they're two separate things we touched on this you know the conscience your conscience as a believer is not the same as the holy spirit as a believer now holy spirit more often than not will work through your conscience but i think that we can see the biggest difference in what uh, our conscience is pointing toward so holy spirit is always going to point us toward jesus christ Mm is always going to point us to God himself. Um, Our conscience, while it may be good, while the acts and the fruit of the conscience and that moral compass may be noble, may be right, may be just in our eyes and may be good in our own definitions, are not always going to point us to Christ. Very rarely, actually, will it point us to Christ apart from the leading of the Holy Spirit. Awesome. Well, thank you. That's important because some people think, you know, they do when it's their conscience, they say it's the Spirit. And I like you said that the Holy Spirit will use the conscience to lead us and guide us, direct us to Christ. So we've chosen uh, three passages, three Mm -hmm. verses to look at today. Kind of just give us a brief outline or, you know, brief um, doctrine on Holy Spirit and conscience. So uh, verse Timothy 1.5, I'll start. It says, now the purpose of the commandment is love from pure heart, 
from a good conscience and from sincere faith. I love this passage because, number one, it talks about the commandment, and you can go back and see what commandment is he talking about, um, the commandment to love one another. That's the new commandment that Jesus gave, and it's it's love. He says it's love. The, the purpose of God's Word is to produce in us a loving person that acts with a moral compass towards others that is right. I just love that, you know, mm-hmm. just what you've discussed right there because that's so important for us um kelly what do you think about that verse right there yeah i I like that too because uh like what ben was saying i I, i'm so glad that uh that you asked him to explain the difference between that too thank you (laughs) very good brother Uh, (laughs) amen I was. I actually told him to say that before we started recording. So <laughs> you know, the whole thing, you know, coach, we had we had a prep session. I in the coached. Green yeah. Room. yeah. No, it was the it was good. That you get here are just incredible, brother. Right. <laughs> Top notch, man. Yes. Um, what am I talking about? Uh, the conscience. Yes. And uh, and oh, so that we could. Yeah. You know, I, I want to bring this up real quick because I mean, maybe this is. I'm going to take us on a tangent here, but you know, C.S. Lewis um, in in the. Uh, in one of his books, I think it was the uh, Mere Christianity, he talks about how, like how animals can experience pain. Mm. They don't actually feel pain because they're not conscious. You know what I mean? They're not conscious. You know what I mean? They're not. Uh, they they don't have a soul like a human does, and and so they, you know, because God has put uh, that moral compass in every human being, right? Like we like Ben so perfectly said. I love how you said that. It doesn't mean that. Uh, you know that they're that they do anything good because of because they're trying to do good for God. But so it's just I was thinking about how you know when we wrong each other as human beings, whether we are a Christian or not, man, it it we know that we're doing wrong. If you kill someone, you know it's wrong. If you steal something from someone else, even when you're a little kid, you know you've done wrong. Mm. You know, I mean, you'll still do it. My kids, <laughs> you know, take stuff all the time, but. Uh, I think it's so good because that that clear conscience, man, is what we what we desire to have from God. And uh, when we do that, man, we we live in we have this harmony with the Spirit. We have this harmony with God. We have harmony with other believers too when we uh, are doing what is right and what we know, you know. So I think that's what I would say about that. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. What about you, man? Yeah, my mind went back to, you know, they'll they'll know that you're my disciples. They'll know that you're my followers by your love for one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just that that genuine love of Christ separates from all other love that can be experienced or expressed. Amen. You know, and, and I think that that's a really big deal from our from our consciousness standpoint, uh, my mind goes back to uh, Lazarus's sister sending the message to Jesus. You know, the message that they had delivered, I think the, the wording of that is so critical because they said, Lord, the one whom you love mm-hmm. is sick. It wasn't the one who loves you. And so often we try to quantify and qualify ourselves with the love that we have, mm-hmm. that we can muster up. Yes. And it's fallible. It's imperfect. It's always going to fall short. But what the sisters understood is that in in Christ, it's not about what we can achieve in our love. It's about his love, that perfect, infallible love. Lord, the one whom you love is sick. And whenever Jesus is making that statement, that's he's talking about that love that passes the realm of us being able to produce on our own Mm -hmm. apart 
from his Holy Spirit. That they'll know that you're my followers by your love. And as we, I think that the, you know, to key in on that is, as we look at that love, it purifies us. Yeah. That's what purifies us. It's not some magical thing that all of a sudden it's la la la. I'm, I'm you know, wave my, you know, Harry Potter wand over myself and I'm, I'm, you know, conscience cleared. It is looking to the cross, looking at God's love, uh, seeing his redemption mm-hmm. in us in Christ Jesus. So that that's what purifies us because forgiveness is, is really what it's all about. Yeah. My conscience is cleared because of the blood of Christ mm-hmm. only. You know, it's that because God has forgiven me. I just love that. You know, to me, that's such a powerful thing. And that's the way I keep my conscience cleared by continuing to look at the love of Christ for me. Because if it was the love of Devin for Devin, you know, it's going to be bad. And trust right us, there. Devin loves him some Devin. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> and I just go, because I get sick and tired of myself. And I think everybody else is sick of me too sometimes. I just really get, I'm like, man, they're really tired of me because I'm so tired of myself. You know, so, uh, you know, uh, praise God, he's not tired Amen. of me. Amen. He's loved us with an everlasting. You have another passage. Let's continue on with that one. Yeah, 9. Romans 9 1. I'm sorry. Excuse me. No, I've blown it. Yeah. I'm going to go to Don't you be Pastor Ben. I just, I Can forgot. I say something? I mean, let me let me just interject here. Oh, so about, see, you open the mic up now. Yeah, no, it's like, <laughs> going here. Let me tell you a story. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, but I was reading through the Psalms. You know, I, I'm reading through Psalms right now, and, and, uh, you know, I read something this morning. I don't remember exactly what it said, but it, it was like that, that obeying God's law brought him joy, you mm-hmm. know, and and I just thought that's so true. Like what you're saying, you know, it when we are obeying God and, and we're following God and not in like a submissive, not like in a in a like a slave master driven way or not. But when we do that, man, we have that clear conscience. And that, like Ben said yesterday, is so key in our lives. I mean, even if you're not a Christian, you want to have a clear conscience. Mm-hmm. And when you follow God and you're just obeying what God wants you to do, you know, do obey me and things will go well with you. When we do that, we have that clear conscience. And I just like, I think like what you're saying is so, it's amazing feeling to have mm-hmm. that pure joy. Mm-hmm. And it comes from obeying God. Mm-hmm. You know, people like hate that word, but man, yeah, I just had to say that. All right, so we're going to move up to... <laughs> it's good stuff, you. anyhow. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You're done. And now be quiet. No. <laughs> oh, you guys are too much. I love you guys. Uh, you know, this is what really I love. One of the things I love about Chopper Time is just we could have some good laughter in here Amen. and encourage each yeah, other. Yeah. While yeah. We, so, yeah, you're done. Yeah, just cut me down. Yeah, that's fine. I'm done. See ya. We'll get the sword out and just cut him off. <laughs> Okay, let me let's quit laughing here. Uh, Pastor Ben, let's move on to the second passage that you have, uh, you know, because you want to talk about Holy Spirit. So yeah, let, let's gonna... let's connect the two here. Let's, let's try to <laughs> yes. let's try to put a bow on this segue here. <laughs> so we're, we're, we've talked a little bit about you know conscience, Holy Spirit. Let, let's let's kind of bring the two together here, uh, and I think Jesus does that in John sixteen, starting with verse thirteen. It says when the Spirit of Truth comes. He will guide you into all truth, for he will not speak on his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will declare to you the things that are to come. He will glorify me, Mm. for he will take what is mine and declare it to you. Amazing. I love the concept of, you know, Jesus here. Jesus is taking this, kind of trying to use this as comforting words to his disciples. And um, imagine... being in their shoes for just a minute. Like you've got the Messiah, 
Like you've given everything that you have for this guy. And he's going, listen, I got to go, but that's going to be the best thing for you. Is it really though? Right. Is it really? Uh, but he's, you know, he's saying like, I'm, I'm limited in this form. You know, I've taken on human skin. There's my comforter. The Holy Spirit's going to come, and he's not only just going to be with you, he's going to dwell in you. And one of the responsibilities of the Holy Spirit, one of the ministries, the ongoing ministries of the Holy Spirit in our lives is to lead us into all truth. And that's where we can start seeing the intertwining of Holy Spirit in our consciences. Mm -hmm. Because at that point, when Holy Spirit dwells within us, when we surrender ourselves to him, Mm. then that's when we surrender our moral compass and say it's no longer the moral compass compass that I once relied on. I'm now letting you have charge mm-hmm. and point me due north Amen. on this moral compass. And <clears throat> excuse me, as simplistic as it sounds, a little piece of pastoral advice that I would like to give here that I give to a lot of people, especially in the time that they're making a decision, facing something difficult, you know, that they've got to arrive at a place and an answer. I'm just like, have you asked Holy Spirit? Mm. Like, that's kind of part of his ministry description. <laughs> He's going to lead us yeah. into all truth. And I, if I'm facing something, or I will stop. Or if I see something, I'll stop and, and just, whether it's out loud or in my head, I'm like, Holy Spirit, is this true? Mm. Is this right? Yes or no? I mean, that's a simplistic approach to it, but I think that that's really... One of the things that Holy Spirit wants us doing is Amen. depending on him to lead us into all truth. Yeah. And that comes with a guide in our conscience as well. Amen. Good yeah. stuff. Um, yeah, you know, I just I love that, you know, the aspect is that one the, the very part that you ended there, he'll take what is mine and give it to you. And what is his? His life, his heart, his everything he has. I mean, it's right there. What did Jesus give for us? His life. And the Holy Spirit redirecting ourselves to have a pure conscience. He directs us back to the cross, back to Christ, back again, back again. You know, it's so, I can't, you know, I always tell my daughter that repetition is the mother of all learning because this is the way that God has done and taught me. I need, I need my brain washed because it's been filled with filthiness. So, you know, we're going to wash the brain out with God's word and he keeps bringing me back to that place why? Because he wants me to have, just we talked about the early, the purpose of the commandment is love from a pure heart, from a good conscience, and from sincere faith. It is so powerful. That's what God wants us to be in, moving in that. It's a place of power. You know, that's what's exciting to me. Do you want to be powerful? Man, get into Holy Spirit power, because that's really where your power is coming. It's not Devin power, it's not Ben power, it's not Kelly power, it's God power. It's Holy Spirit power, and it transforms our lives. Kelly? It does, and... uh I love that correlation that when you do have the spirit leading you, um, it then it all kind of makes sense because when you're, you know, before I was a follower of the Lord, I, I, you know, I had a conscience. I knew what I should do and what I shouldn't do. And, you know, I made decisions. Uh, sometimes I do what I knew I shouldn't do. And well, a lot of times I did actually. <laughs> mm. And, uh, but, uh, even when I did what what was good and right, you know, and right. and, and aligned with that moral code that uh, you know that God had put in me, um, 
it was only to, to just pat myself on the back, really. You know, I mean, if I did the, a good thing, I did the right thing. It was like, oh, good, I did that. You know, it made me feel good, you know. Right. But there was nothing to it. But when you have the Holy Spirit leading you and, and working, to, you know, in that conjunction, I guess you could say, um, then you really start to see that. And like we just talked about, you start you start to realize that that there's that's where the pure joy comes mm-hmm. from is from pleasing God from from mm-hmm. from doing what the Lord what the spirit is leading to do and uh man there's nothing better than having that clear conscience and and there's nothing better than not having a wall up between you and God because you you know you're doing what is not pleasing to him right i think the um start to interject here but i'm yeah. just i'm 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 reading over what kelly yeah. is getting ready to read and what We've taken almost 29 minutes to talk about here. I think that I think that Paul really wraps up in a summation statement of bringing the two together. Mm. Uh, that's just incredibly powerful, Kelly. If you wouldn't mind, as I'm catching him mid drink of coffee, there, um, reading that from Romans nine for us. Yeah, Romans nine one says, "I speak the truth in Christ. I am not lying. My conscience confirms it through the Holy Spirit." Amen. Man, and and you know we talked about it earlier, but just really e- simply, and to me, my my uh, the Holy Spirit is never going to lead me, or no, I'm sorry, if my conscience is leading me away from the, God's word, it, you know, if it ever is, if I'm ever okay with something that doesn't line up with the Spirit, what God's word tells me to do, then it's it's very simple. It's not from God, mm. and so. Because it's easy to say, well, this is good. This is a good thing. Right. And uh, um, one of my old pastors used to say that, uh, you know, good is the enemy of best. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think that applies here. You know, that like, yeah, you know, I'm not killing anybody, you know. But uh, you've heard me say it before, you know, um, you know, we have to quit asking ourselves, is this sin? And ask ourselves, is this like following God? Is this what God really wants me to do? Right. For the so. kingdom of God is not in meat or drink, but in righteousness, peace, and joy. Yes. In the, in the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Yeah, in the Holy Spirit, good yeah. stuff. I mean, that's that's a pure conscience. Yeah, yeah, righteousness and joy. Because your heart's not going to be filled with joy if you're not. Is it right in the sight of God? Does right. it lead to a spiritual peace? Mm-hmm. And is there a joy mm-hmm. that comes about? Because even even the cross was a source of joy. Yeah, for the joy set before him. Sounds like a new message. I think we should make. Yeah, we have to so just start just writing these things Sunday, down, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, Ben. Any thoughts on the uh, verse that he just shared? Oh, it's such a filtration system, man. Yeah, you know, I, I think about as he was yeah. reading that. I think about you know, I, I'm a I'm a YouTube expert on a lot of things. Uh, <laughs> one of those is survival. If I ever get stranded on the camping or the hiking that I never do, yeah. um, you know, just I, I've got the filtration systems. You know, the the charcoal things yep. and like you know, you can take water that may be contaminated mm-hmm. and run this through there, and and it makes it safe for, cons- mm-hmm. for consumption, safe for drinking, and I, I think spiritually. Uh, in our conscience speaking, the Holy Spirit just serves as such a filtration system. Yeah, to get those that, like you said, that that brain junk that we've got, this heart junk that leads us to death. Yeah, um, and is wicked beyond anything that we can imagine, and filtrates yeah. through the Holy Spirit and provides something that's beautiful and holy and righteous in the sight of God. It's amazing. All right, let's do some takeaways from today let's uh we'll start off with myself uh uh takeaway i i can't get away from just again having our conscience cleared is such a powerful yeah. 
thing. You know, you cannot buy a good conscience. You can't buy a good night's sleep. And if you don't have a good conscience, you might not be sleeping well. My encouragement uh, to myself and to everybody is, man, you know, get right. <laughs> you know, just just do what God is telling you. You don't have to worry about your feelings. You know, feelings are going to lie to us. They're up and down. You know, when they go in and out and they tell us, hey, we need to get all this and get that. Man, just do the first thing that God wants you to do. If he's speaking to your heart, through the Holy Spirit, um, and you speaking to your conscience, just do it. Just grab on, get rid of that, or do that, whatever it is he says. Man, what joy will come. Kelly? Yeah. I'm going to go back to Romans 12 real quick. In view of God's mercy, offer your bodies a living mm-hmm. sacrifice. doesn't matter where you're at spiritually, like like Ben said. If you, you apply that, your conscience is going to be clear. You're going to be doing what God wants you to do. If you just, every morning you wake up and say, God, I'm yours. God, use me. God, whatever you want me to do today Amen. to bring you glory and honor, God, I want to do that. You know what? You're going to have a clear conscience, man. Yeah. That's Amen. the thing right there. Yeah. Good stuff. Ben? John 16, he'll lead us into all truth. Don't don't shy away. Yeah. Don't be afraid. Don't be intimidated. Um, don't let fear uh, lead you. Um, what's what's true, what's mm-hmm. right, what's holy, what's just. Holy Spirit will never fail to lead you in the right direction for those yeah. things. Amen. The problem we have sometimes with that is we're afraid of what we might be asked to give up that's not oh, true, yeah. that's not pure, that's not holy, that's not right. Amen. But we've, we have the source, as followers of Christ, we have the source of all truth dwelling inside of us. Good stuff. Well, again, we want to thank you for joining us today. Um, If you have any comments or questions, please write them in the section below, and we will seek to uh, answer those to the best of our ability. If you would like to contact us, you can reach out to FCCGrayson.com or just reach out and give us a call. We would love to hear from you. And not only that, if you don't have a home church, we invite you to come participate at FCC. Um, We would just love you to have have you at First Church as we seek to grow in Christ together. Let's close out with a word of prayer. Father, thank you. Thank you for the gift of our conscience. Thank you for the gift of Holy Spirit uh, leading and guiding and directing. Lord, we repent. Lord, we just say, you know, we've blown it so often, so many times. Lord, we've just depended on our own minds, our own will, our own understanding. And um, we're sorry that we've just wandered from the path. Lead us back to you again and again. Help us to fall in love more with you so that our hearts are purified. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.